This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 179 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of today? Well, what I can tell you is that Stephen Summers started out working in the Mental Health Commission in Dublin, Ireland, a low-paying government job. He knew that he wanted more from life and spent most of his days Googling how to make money online. In doing so, he encountered just about every money-making scam on the internet. After discovering a friend of his aunt's was running an online e-commerce business, Stephen immediately traveled to the other end of the country to be introduced to him. Several weeks after meeting Robert, Stephen took his own very minimal savings, quit his job, packed his bags, and went to work in a freezing cold warehouse to learn the ropes. From that moment on, he was hooked, and together they went to work on growing and streamlining Robert's business. Together they expanded globally into multi multiple markets and became more effective and efficient sellers. Within three short years, Stephen and Robert, who are still business partners to this day, had built a seven-figure global Amazon business. They noticed not many people were teaching how to sell anything other than hot products on Amazon, which are way too competitive and tricky to win with. Driven by a desire to share their knowledge and help others, they set out to teach people a better, more scalable and sustainable way to build an Amazon business to the seven-figure level. Taking their approach of selling low competition, high profit, boring products, they created an online training program. From this program, they have built a global freight company, an entire software suite, and multiple seven-figure service-based companies that are built to serve one purpose, helping their members build and scale their business as effectively and as possible and efficiently. Sorry, Each of these businesses is based on one simple premise, the success of their clients. Now expanding beyond the e-commerce industry, Stephen and Robert are helping other online business owners and entrepreneurs become disruptive industry leaders and dominate their markets. They are doing this through their newest services and training company, Grow My Grow Rich. So how are you? 
Well, Lisa, I'm doing great, and uh, I think I can just go now. I think you've just about covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lovely to be joined with you today. Uh, how is Ireland at the moment? Ireland is good. It's actually sunny today, which uh, you may or may not know is very rare here in Ireland, even yes. though it's why it's so green. And obviously, you have a, a great Irish surname in McDonald, so... Uh, I don't know. If you, you probably already know this, but the MC is actually a little bit of Irish. Yes, just, I do know that. Yeah, so it's Son of Donald is your surname, right? And I'm very proud of that. Let me tell you. That's great. I'm <laughs> glad to hear that. Well, yeah. So I I live in a little town now called Wexford. For anybody listening, which is in the southeast of Ireland. It's about two hours south of Dublin which is where most people fly into. It's the capital of the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I live here with my wife and two-year-old son, and I'm coming to you from the office today. So I'm really happy to be here speaking to you, and what an honor to be on your show. Well, beautiful, and it's so lovely to have you, Stephen. And I just want to say I'm completely enamored and impressed with your portfolio, but more so for me, it's always the backstory. It's not the success story that people would glean for what it is you've achieved in current times in the here and now but for me what always impresses me because again being an entrepreneur myself I understand the trials tribulations and people don't understand what goes on in the background to aspire to ascend to get to where it is people are today so uh, the fact that you stood the test of time the fact that you did not give up you did not quit you did not throw in the towel although I'm sure there were many moments you were tempted to do so (laughs) I just want to say congratulations on all your success. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I can I really feel you really mean that, which is really nice of you. So thanks a million. And look, whatever I can share today for your listeners to help them live fearlessly, I'm here to do that. And that's something I'm a real big believer in. I'm a, a very passionate in, uh, I suppose, personal development, you could call it loosely. And funny enough, uh, we do teach people to sell on Amazon. But actually, really, we are in the uh, development of people is what we really do because obviously we have to get over so many different fears and things like that in order to actually go and do the business in the first place, which I definitely had to go through and I'm happy to to document today. So I'm an open book, Lisa. Whatever you want to ask Beautiful. me, wherever you want to go, I'm ready. Okay, so let's talk very quickly, although I plugged it in the intro here at the top of the hour. Give me a little bit of the backstory that led to you and your business partner coming together and what that then ascended to. And if you can offer some timelines, too, because I think people think that the success is instantaneous, that that the people, it's <laughs> always an instant bullseye. It's right out of the gate, right? Yeah, so yeah. Let, let's put some perspective on that. But let's talk about sure. also some of the strategies that one would need to be cognizant of so as to successfully aspire themselves to get to your level. All right. Well, I'm happy to I'm happy to go through it all. But uh, you mightn't talk for a little while now, Lisa, because there's a little bit to cover here. But I'll, I'll be as quick as I can as possible. So go ahead. Uh, Dive right in. Okay, cool. So for context, I'm almost 34 years old now. And when I was in my, I suppose, late teens, 19 years old, that type of age, I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to play music. (laughs) And I I was basically living in Dublin at the time. And I was doing a night course in business because I I actually liked business. And I thought, if the music thing doesn't work out, I'm going to have to do that. So I was also working in the Mental Health Commission, like you mentioned in my introduction as well. I was a data processor, the single most boring job in the world. Uh, (laughs) Just 
type information from a form into a computer all day, every day. Incredibly boring. Uh, but anyway, I was doing that for a couple of years and the band finished up after I was working there and for those few years. And really, I was like, OK, well, I didn't finish college because I didn't want to do that. I didn't feel like I was I was getting what I wanted from that. What am I going to do? Now, I'm sure those of you listening today, you've probably done this for a little while. I felt really lost for honestly well over a year, maybe nearly even two years up until the time I was nearly 23. Uh, so a couple of years of just kind of like going through the motions of life, not being happy in my career, uh, really not been happy in my job. It really wasn't a career. And just been like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, where am I going to go? So that's where I started Googling around because what happened was I found this book, which is a very famous book now, and it's called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I've it's... got that on my bedside table and I've actually interviewed him. Great. Yes. yes. Well, Jack, Jack definitely changed my whole trajectory of my life. And at the time, the, the book I actually bought was a smaller version of The Success Principles called How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And I was just so lucky. I was, one day I was in the bookshop with my wife and I just saw this book and for some reason, it called out to me. I think it was the title hit me because I wasn't where I wanted to be. So I started reading the book and I was really fat and lazy at that point. Honestly, I was drinking <laughs> too much beer every night and I was eating too much bad food and it was just not good. And it's funny now looking back because, you know, I often make the joke and people watch my webinar. I had like a uni brow at the time as well. I really wasn't very attractive. I don't know why my wife saw me at all. But anyway, there you go. So, you know, I'm going through this whole thing and I'm just like, what am I going to do? So I read this book anyway, and it just starts changing me completely. I read the first principle, which is take 100% responsibility for your life and everything you do. And that I, I, I wasn't responsible for my life at that point in time. At that point in time, I was living with 10 other people in this horrible house uh, and, and it just wasn't good. So I read that and it's like, the first thing I'm going to do is get out of this place and so mm -hmm. luckily for me, on that night course uh, in my early 20s, I met this guy called Chris, a friend of mine. So we moved in together into a nicer place. He was actually old, a lot older than me, working in a good a good job. So between the two of us, we, we got into this place. So that was the first thing I did. And then I just started cleaning up my act. You know, I started exercising more, stopped eating takeaway all the time, stopped drinking as much as I was drinking, and just started getting into healthier habits and then I just started really like going in search of more information because that's what, you know, when you start going into personal development, you start learning about that type of thing, finding information, getting help. And so I started Googling online how to make money online. Now, for those of you who've ever done that before, that's the single worst thing you can type into the <laughs> internet because you're going to get so much nonsense thrown back at you, as you alluded to in the introduction. And I did, like, you know, make money without having to do any work whatsoever. Do this thing and so much money will fly out of your computer. It'll cut your face because, you know, all this. Like, and I was just like, oh, my God. So... I really got to a point where I was like, I think everything on the internet's a scam. I don't think there's anything legitimate out there at all. And I, I was like, what's something I can do where I really don't have to be an expert, quote unquote. I can, I can be this weird fellow from Ireland who's a data processor and I can do something. And just selling products on the internet made so much sense to me. So I, I, of course, like a lot of people starting out in that particular type of business, I thought I'm going to get into this thing called drop shipping. For anybody who doesn't know what that means, all drop shipping is, is the process whereby you find a supplier who has a product, 
you advertise that product on your website or whatever, let's say for $40, you can buy it for 20 uh, delivered. So someone buys it from you on your website, you tell, hey, supplier, someone just bought that product from me. They ship it out on your behalf. You pay them $20. You, you got 40 You made $20 at a very basic level. And I thought this is amazing because I'll never have to touch the items. It'll be it'll cost me nothing to start, and I'm going to be a millionaire in just a couple of months. Like I I was so so stupid back then. But anyway, that's I often joke I was the Homer Simpson of business, and I think it's <laughs> kind of true. And I know it's funny now looking back because it's not that long ago. But anyway, so I I really got into this and I really studied it. And luckily for me, I had this epiphany moment. Shortly after, I tried to sell a product on, on Amazon, actually on eBay as well, and it was a cream canvas wardrobe. I battled through all the doubt, everything, and I put some money into this thing, and I just figured it all out, and I brought it in, and I made no money. Now, I didn't lose money, but actually, I sold out my product, but I made nothing, and that was at a moment where I was like, I need help with this. <clears throat> so now I'm 23. I'm 23 years old at this point and it's 2010 and I got a call from my aunt who said I heard you're looking to sell products on Amazon and places like that I have this friend Robert who does this would you like to meet him and I thought I can't believe my luck here so we went on a night out in Dublin and as you do we went to the bar we had some Guinness and whatever and <laughs> I just I, I just bent this guy's ear all night, asking him question after question after question. And Robert basically just said, look, you got to come up to Northern Ireland, um, which is part of the UK for anybody who doesn't know the whole political nonsense here. Mm -hmm. So uh, my mom is from there, though, originally. So my whole half my family are from up there. So I basically went up to see this warehouse. It was freezing cold. There was a couple of rats running around, but I <laughs> fell in love with this place. I was like... This is what I want to do. This is a real business. It's real products being sold to real people. And so I quit my job and I moved in with my aunt in her spare room. She was kind enough to give me a place. And I just got to work with Robert in this warehouse. And at the time, he had two warehouses. He had about eight staff. And I became one of the warehouse staff. So first day of work, I got in there and he's like, where's your work boots? And I was like, I don't need work boots. I'm going <laughs> to do an internet business. And he's like... <laughs> No, 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 no. You got to get work boots. You're going to be working in the warehouse for a while. You got to learn this whole thing. So I couldn't believe this. So anyway, I'm lifting boxes and the hands are getting sore. And I'm like, this is not the laptop lifestyle at all. But I did that for a number of months. And I started making some initial extra money uh, by selling some of Robert's secondhand products on eBay at the time. So I put them up as a, a fixed price listing where it's just say $20. That's how much it is. Or I would do an auction where obviously you would auction at different prices. And so I was solving a problem for him. He had all the stuff lying around that was decent product, but you know, had nowhere to go. And I was solving a problem for me because I was making some money and I was learning about how to code nicer eBay listings. So I was teaching myself things like HTML and CSS for anybody who doesn't know what they are. They're just languages we use to create web pages on the internet. Thankfully, don't need to do that anymore. But mm -hmm. I was doing that for quite some time, work, working in the warehouse, staying up till all hours, working with Robert and just learning everything I could. And where I got one of my big breaks was I read a book and it's an amazing book. Uh, I'm a big reader still. And the book uh, is called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, which I'm sure you're aware of, Lisa. You, mm -hmm. You've heard that book before. Very famous book. Uh, one of the top small business books in America. 
And so anyway, I read this book and I was like, well, we need systems. We haven't got systems in this place. So Robert and I started working together on systemizing his business at that time. Now, at the time, they were selling on Amazon and eBay in the UK only. We quickly changed that. But he, he was selling in one category, consumer electronics, accessories, products. So TV mounts, speaker mounts, things like that. And the big change that we made was we were like, you know, we're not going to get anywhere selling just these products. We, we have to sell all different kinds of products and all different kinds of niches or niches, as you guys would say. <laughs> and, uh, and so I say niche. I'm UK okay. background, so I say niche. Okay, yeah. Lisa, you're one of the few then who says niche then. Okay, I do you apologize. You say potato, I say potato, I say tomato, you say tomato. <laughs> I take it all back. I take it all back. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, we, we, we realized basically that that business had to completely change. We had to start from scratch. So we did that. We had to get rid of all the team members at the time, which wasn't great. We had to get rid of the warehouses and we had to bring in completely new products. We kept a couple of Robert's old business, but we both worked together every day for like 16 hours a day, every day, just the two of us. And we turned that business around completely, moving fully onto Amazon, only selling on Amazon and using what's called Amazon's FBA, which they're fulfillment by Amazon. Just to give that timeline, I am now about a year and a bit into my time with Robert. So it's 2011-ish at this point in time, and we're getting going. So over the next 18 months, we just keep working, bringing in lots of new products from China. We sell them on Amazon uh, in the UK, and we're starting to do very well. Then we actually expanded our products to America. We just felt it made a lot of sense. We were kind of scared to do it because it was the other side of the world, uh, but we did it. And we had massive success on Amazon in the US and we're using Amazon's FBA. So if you don't know what that is, it just means we send a quantity of stock into Amazon's warehouse. They're still our products. We have our own brand on them because we import our own brand of products from China that we manufacture ourselves. Well, we don't manufacture them ourselves, but we have a manufacturer do that. And we put our brand and our barcode on those products. And then we sell them all over the world. So we were selling in the US, we did well. And then we expanded to other countries in Europe. So slowly but surely, we started selling in all these different Amazon countries, all the same products. And within about 18 months, we got that business to do almost $2 million in revenue a year at about a 30% net profit before tax. So about 600,000 a year, give or take. Now we weren't pocketing all of that. We were continuing to reinvest and reinvest. Because at the time when like when we really were doing all this, we were paying ourselves like not even a thousand dollars a month. And Robert had it had a family, uh, two kids and his wife. So we really we were all in, and it was all or nothing at that time. And there was a lot of things that happened with Robert's old business. Like we there was some debts and things like that that we chose to clear. We didn't want to let those debts like fall, even though he could have done that. That's the type of person he is. He's a very honorable person. So we cleared all that and 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 we just built this business where it was nice because we were selling products all over the world. We were traveling with our families to America. We were going to Disney and doing all those nice things together. And things were good. And we did that for a few years. And then people asked us, How do you how did you guys do this? So we started showing how we did it. We taught people how to do it. People started having success. And then we looked around to other people that were teaching how to sell on Amazon. And we just felt like we had a completely different way of looking at it. We sell these boring 
everyday products that are very sustainable. They're going to be around for a long time. They're not as competitive as what everybody else is selling or trying to sell. And there's millions of these items because Amazon literally sells millions of different products. And so we just had 2014 now, just to kind of jump ahead. We started teaching the first version of Marketplace Superheroes. We were absolutely unknown. We had no following whatsoever. So we had to call everybody who was going to join the program. (laughs) It was uh, so funny. And in 2015, things started to really move on. And I'll just really jump ahead now because obviously, you know, we can fill in the details. 2021 now, we have about 80 team members. Uh, We run multiple businesses. So we have Marketplace Superheroes where we teach people all over the world how to sell their own branded products on Amazon. We have Superhero Freight. It's a global freight company that we've created. We have warehouses in uh, Houston, Texas for the States. We have warehouse in Canada. We have a warehouse in Australia and in Northern Ireland for the European market. Uh, we're going to ship about 8 million units this year of our own products and our members' products as well. Wow. And we also run a lot of different services. So we have this thing called the ecosystem for our members. If they want to learn to sell on Amazon, we want to have it that they don't have to go anywhere else. If you want to get your stuff translated, if you want to get your product photography done, anything you want to do, you can do it all from one centralized online system that we control and our team all plug into that so that's why we have 80 team members because we have lots of stuff going on and uh yeah we've won all these awards we've won six two comic club awards from click funnels and you know it's great and uh, the biggest thing though is that we have over eight thousand clients uh who are going through our program and having success with that and we have hundreds now of documented case studies from our clients and uh we just want to be known as the most transparent people out there teaching something that works and also doing it and investing in our members who do it as well beautiful beautiful well just listening to you there i mean i'm i'm on fire i need to go for a jog after this but uh (laughs) (laughs) but it, it sounds like you've created your own little micro Amazon within the macro level Amazon and it's one-stop shop and it works for all parties involved. I mean, that is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, our, our whole vision was like, and it didn't start out this way. It's obviously evolved with time as every, yeah, as every business does. Right. Um, what we initially were, were like, like, I, it was so funny. I remember Robert and I sitting down in an office and we said, how much would it be like would, would you be happy to make from this marketplace superheroes thing in the lifetime of it what would you be happy with i remember robert saying 300,000 i if i made that i'd be happy and it's so funny like when you think to where we are now not that oh my god we're making so much mo- more money or whatever it's more like we didn't have the same vision as we do now because it's expanded with time so we well, just so start has, but so has your mindset right you've you've course. expanded upon your own limitations right you've you've exceeded your own expectations and so when you're talking about the success principles beyond the sky's the limit like when people even my own coaching clients when they say sky is the limit i always correct them no beyond the sky's the limit therefore you're not capping anything a hundred percent but also and that's true and and the the thing that i have learned is a couple of things i whenever i hear someone say i just knew i was going to be a millionaire i just knew i was going to be successful I am always like, I'm not going to swear. Don't worry. I'd be like, oh, oh, I swear so- on my show. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just like, that's so much bullshit. Like, that's just not true. Uh, because 
it isn't true. Like you, you didn't just know, like nobody just knows. Maybe a few people just know, but I, I knew I wanted to, to be successful, but I didn't know how, how far I could go. So that's number one. Like you will have a vision for your future, but your vision that you have is only going to be like a better version of who you are right now thrown into the future. So you can never really know, as you just said, how far you can actually go. And because it keeps growing. So that's number one. Uh, also then, like we're talking about, yeah, like you just follow your nose and then you your your whole mind does start to expand. And by the way, I don't say mindset because like that, it's like, why would you want to have a mindset? That doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Beautiful. I want to have a, so I have a mentality. I like to think our mentality is actually able to change, grow and expand as we start to grow and expand. And really what happens is like when you start to learn a business and how a business works, and also, in our case, we started to build this audience up over time, just like I'm on the show today. Brick by brick, we've done it that way. We've gone on, we've talked to other people, we've explained how we do things. And, and it's grown like that, just brick by brick every single year. New people come in. They, they, love, the, they love what we have. They love what we do. They, they start taking action on the, on the material. And then, you know, the Frey Company, that's been the big cool thing because we've been able to really show visibly what's going on. Like uh, this year, we would expect to ship about 8 million units uh, from China to various different warehouse destinations. But that would we would expect that to translate into about $200 million worth of sales for our community on Amazon. Just with that, that little group there alone, there's loads of people in our community who are bigger sellers and don't use our shipping services, for example. They have their own warehouse and stuff like that. So that's a conservative amount of money that we would expect our community would generate this year. So just even that, like, you know, the fact we're actually creating this type of an impact. uh, Now we're like, well, we want to help 100,000 small businesses grow. And so that's involved, like, different services, different things. But, yeah, like, I didn't didn't know that was going to happen day one, especially when I was a weird dude working in the (laughs) mental health profession, you know? Fantastic. Okay, well, let's let's go back to what you said a couple of minutes ago. So I, I like how you you prefaced mentality versus mindset. And I'd never really thought about it that way. But the way in which you articulated it really does show the limitation within the word itself or the phrase itself in terms of the context of mindset. Uh, so well done. I'm going to learn to adopt that myself. But um Sure. So let's t- let's let's talk a little bit about that then. So when we talk about manifestation, when we talk about setting intentions, being very deliberate, and yes, you know, you can you can have your vision for what it is that you aspire to ascend to on the trajectory of where you want to go. You want to hit it out of the park. Uh, you don't necessarily want to cap things because then you preclude yourself perhaps going further. Right? Sure. It's it's like, it's like when you're say for example like when you're on. Um, you're buying a car, right? And you're trying yep. to negotiate, renegotiate the price. And so, you know, you know, it's going to come down. So you want to be very careful with what you benchmark so as to get the best deal, right? And yep. you don't want to like completely show your hand and then end up paying more than what the, the dealer was prepared to come down on, right? So that type yep. of thing. So, you know, when we're talking about manifestation and things of that nature, there are people who would argue, because I like to play devil's advocate, and they would say, well, your, your dream has to be so big. Your vision has to be so big. The numbers in the bank account have to visually be so big that mm. it becomes non-negotiable. Because if you, if you accept that as truth and you, you inherently understand, particularly as an entrepreneur, you have to believe it to see it. Knowing mm. that as an entrepreneur, it goes from concept 
to eventually, after all the hard work that continuously gets put in, then it becomes the fruits of your labor. Then it becomes an actual tangible product or service in which to take to market. But it always starts off as a concept or as a notion. So for people who, for people who do say, well, I had to go big. It was non-negotiable to go big. I knew I was going to be a millionaire. I don't necessarily think it's that far reaching for people to have that conviction right out of the gate. Because yeah. when you're when you're a business owner, you're if you're truly committed to this, you are all in. There is no plan B. Because if there's a plan B, you'll always give yourself wiggle room to default to yeah. not meeting your potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's my belief. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a truth to that. There's also there's other sides to this coin though as well um, because like you I'm a very ambitious person I'm a very driven person I think there's a lot of people get into business but they're not as driven as you and they're mm-hmm. not as driven as I but they love the idea of being in business right they love that's the idea true. of making a lot of money so I think that's another distinction that we have to kind of look at it's like well who is the person and what like why do they want to do this and also like the whole thing about the numbers being so big it scares you and stuff like that yeah I get all that but like also I think there's another thing too and this is something I have learned because I used to really be big on that like oh my god 10x everything and all that kind of stuff I'm <laughs> well you know oh, a 10x to 10x right and everything but it kind of becomes a little bit exhausting after a while I think stuff it does like that. and I think like another way to look at that is right well what do you want from your life like mm-hmm. what do you want do you want why do you want a successful business like do you do you like i don't i have no desire to be a billionaire mm-hmm. what's because what's the point like i i don't need to be a billionaire in order to do what i want to do in, in my life right so i don't know obviously being a billionaire you can do a lot of good in the world but I, I don't feel like that's what I'm here to do for, for a start. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, I just want to build a lifestyle business that pays me a hundred grand a year. And I'm happy with that. And if you want to, and if that's what you're truly happy with, I think that's fantastic. And actually that's something that is so achievable uh, with, with pretty much any business model. Whereas, you know, the, we're, 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 we're going to now, like our company's going to do, 15 to 20 million dollars this year uh revenue uh, it's a much bigger business and still a small business in the grand scheme of the world like yeah we have we have a different uh mentality we have a different desire like we want to create an impact now we want to em- empower a lot of people to be successful but the people we're empowering probably most of them don't have that same desire to be as to have the same impact. And I think that's fine. And uh, so I think the lo- what I'm saying is you can still have a mentality of, I have, I've absolutely want to be successful. I absolutely want to do this, but you don't have to want to be a multimillionaire to be successful. I think is the point I'm making. And I don't think that was the thing you were saying, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to make that point, you know, because there is like the whole Gary V thing. Who's an amazing dude. Like, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, Oh dude, like the hustle culture and this and that and the other, like I'm, I, I work very hard on my own business and I work smart as well. But I think we have to be careful that like, we don't get so obsessed with the numbers that like, that's the only reason we're doing it right? more. Right. So like, well, cause it's easy to forget why you got into business in the first place. And it's easy to forget why you have this desire in the first place. And I come back to it now and I'm like, the reason I des- I have the desire I have is because I remember feeling lost when I started my business and nobody was there to help me. 
And I was really fortunate that I found this guy, Robert, who is my work wife, as we always say. He really is. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, and he's, he changed my life. Like that, that person, as did Jack Canfield and all these other people. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but my point is like, if we can be that person for others, that's mm-hmm. why I keep doing what I'm doing because I know how that feels to feel lost and not have anybody who believes in what you're doing. Now, I want to connect something, an idea to this that I, I wanted to bring up that I, I feel might be helpful to you. And don't panic when I say the first thing because you might be like, oh, my God, he's on a show called Living Fearlessly and he's going to say this. Don't worry. Just go with me on this. Lisa. Okay. I've, I've got, <laughs> right? Don't worry. Go right so, ahead. So what I actually say to people now when they're starting in business is stop believing in yourself, which a lot of people are like, what? How can you be putting out that message? But we're all told to believe in ourselves. My point is, stop believing in yourself if you've got no experience in business. A better way to go is just to simply find people who have done what you want to do, right? We know that cliche, but it's a great, true cliche. And just execute the system or the process that they've put out there. That's your level one in business. Because you can do that. Anyone can do that. Stop wiping your bum. Go find someone else who knows how to do it and get them to wipe your ass. (laughs) Or show you how to do it better, right? Right? So so that's step one. You get some success. You get your business to whatever that is for you. A few thousand a month, 10 grand a month, whatever, 100,000 a month, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And from there, then, you can start to innovate. From there, you get real world experience in business and you can then start to dream bigger and do more because you get practical experience with things like dealing with cash, cash flow, uh, dealing with suppliers, dealing with figuring out profitability. Because all these ideas are like just good, good thoughts for most people. They never get the actual practical experience of doing it because their heads are in the clouds. Whereas you've mm-hmm. got to get practical and get real experience has been my my learning thing. Because I can tell you, I'll tell you something, Lisa. I used to walk every day to work listening to uh, Brian Tracy, Jack Canfield, Tony Robbins, you know, and I just realized how sexist my playlist was. I didn't have any. No, I, I've interviewed a lot of these males myself. I've interviewed <laughs> Brian Tracy. I've interviewed Jack Canfield. Tony Robbins still working on that one. Well, I've got you to listen to now, Lisa, which is great. So another great female I can add into my life, which is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. But I was listening to all these gur- gurus, quote unquote, of personal development, right? Mm-hmm. And that was fine. But if you just listen to positive information all day and you don't do anything, well, your life's not going to get any better. So that's why I say don't stop believing in yourself. Find somebody or something to believe in and just go and do that. And from there, you will change your life in a real way, you know? I really like that. I really like that concept. And then by going that route, you then do actually come to wholeheartedly, genuinely believe in yourself because you exactly. adopted the knowledge and you've learned how to apply the skills. And you, and then you did something and you realized, I didn't die. I'm still alive. <laughs> oh, fantastic. You're right, because these are all the things like uh, these are all the things that people believe, myself included. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. Um, I want to turn the tables a little bit. So, you know, again, going back to the intro, plugging your bio, we know that based on I believe you said it was your aunt, someone in your family who introduced you to Robert, and you know, Robert put you to work in the in the warehouse first before you worked your way up. He wanted you to get a real hands-on knowledge. Yeah. So you could probably say from 
your vantage point that, you know, had it not been for Robert, I wouldn't be where I am today. But because you are business partners, you know, you, you are you are piggybacking off each other's skill sets, strengths, talents, all of that. So oh, yeah. what would Robert say? I'd be interested to know if he hasn't already said what he looks to you for as being the superstar of what it is you do that accentuates yeah. the business. What is that? What would Robert say about you? Well, if it weren't for yeah. you, mate, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Love the use. Of, I love the use of the word mate in there. I love it. Fantastic. You're you're really you're localizing to me today, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, Robert gave me my initial chance, but I have brought so much to him that it is absolutely an equal value share at this point in time. And it's because like you can have you you listening today, you can have and you do have as much unlimited potential as you really want, right? You really do. Uh, you can go on and do amazing things. Like, I mean, just as a quick side note, and then I might go off, I don't, I'm not going to go off track too much here, but I want to mention this. There's a girl from Wexford here. Um, I was watching the Apple announcement the other day of all their brand new features, uh, brand new uh, iPhones, iPads. This is a girl I went out with when I was about, I don't know, 10 years old. We were like yeah. a dating and I see her on, she is the head of like design and whatever uh, on all of Apple's products. And she's from here in Wexford, like a little town in Ireland, right? And she is on the world stage now delivering this message, which anyway, that was just a, an amazing moment. But I suppose the point is you can just have unlimited potential, but you just haven't got the break yet. You haven't put yourself out there enough to create that opportunity to get the break. So when I got that opportunity from Robert, I snatched it with both hands. Mm -hmm. I went at it with unbelievable intensity. And he was like, this guy is really serious. Like he is, he, I'm going to, I'm okay. If you're serious, I'm serious. And then what I brought to Robert really, after we built the Amazon business, and obviously I had a lot to do with the marketing of the products and all that kind of stuff. And we really were a great team. We still are a great team. I suppose what I've brought since then, as we built Marketplace Superheroes and all of that into a company, I've I've brought a lot of that in that Robert wouldn't have had experience in. I, I've been I've been uh, studying direct marketing for years, so you know I brought all of that and all all of that all of those ideas initially. I suppose of marketing and that came from me, and then he learned from me how that stuff worked, and then we collaborated on that stuff. So it was a perfect kind of switch around. Now where we are. Robert is off developing other parts of the business that I, I don't, uh, can't develop. He's brilliant at like our freight company and our software. And then I come around and I figure out how to market that and how to grow that. So we have, and everybody says it, like we have such a, a very unique relationship. We have utmost trust in each other. Uh, I would trust Robert with my life and I mm -hmm. genuinely mean that. And I know he would feel the same way about me. And uh, we just have lots of little rules like, you know, for example, the no can't carry, which just means if you say no and I say and, and I say yes, well, it doesn't mean it's a no, because in a lot of partnerships, that's what happens. Like, well, I said no, so it's a no now. But why? Like, I'm saying yes. So we have all these little things like that that we we talk through, we figure stuff out. And yeah, we just have a really unique relationship where we both bring stuff that the other doesn't bring. And so it's that beautiful synergy that uh, I've not really found with many others. And luckily for us now, we have brought a number of new partners into the different companies we run who are bringing that same synergy 
they're they're doing things that we don't do or they're 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 doing things that we do at the similar level to how we do it and what we do but it's just like we don't have as much time so they're filling in the time that we don't have and we're starting to see that now which i think is why we're growing as fast as we are so yeah that's what i would say to that lovely steven lovely feel free to introduce your 10 year old girlfriend to me i'd love to showcase her yeah, I, I don't know her, and she would, I assume she's very embarrassed that I'm saying this, but you know what, I will make contact with her, and I'll be like, listen, Fiona is her name, and I'll be like, okay. Fiona, if you want to do an interview, I can put you in touch with uh, the lady who will do it, and you know, she genuinely was on this video, um, I mean, I, I can say her full name, because it's not private, Fiona O'Leary is her name, she was mm-hmm. on the latest Apple uh, video that went, you know, super viral, uh, she was announcing all the new iPad features, and it's awesome, you know, I mean, just so inspiring because that's the thing too. Like, I mean, we have, I'm so thankful at Marketplace Superheroes. We have so many amazing females in our team, my mm-hmm. sister being one of those people. And I think like we're in, it's so annoying that with a lot of these industries have been so male dominated for so long. I think like over the last few years, it's been really good to see, uh, you know, companies looking at diversity, looking at equality and mm-hmm. just seeing, like, it's it, why is it all white, boring male dudes? And I know I'm a, a white, boring male dude, which is problematic, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Well, it, it's true. And the thing is, I've always said, you know, and I, I it's a little bit biased, obviously, because I'm female and I'm also sure. entrepreneur. But, you know, you want something done, give it to a woman. I mean, you know, we bring children into this world. We're expected to multitask. We're supposed to be the careerist, the, 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 the primary caregiver, all these things. Yeah. And we we come out shining, you know, because we don't yeah. see it as our our option to not rise, to not meet our our responsibilities, you know. So we 100%. have that non-negotiable mentality. And and now that there's more receptivity and there's more open competition and consideration and things of that nature, yeah. men oftentimes will be the first one to say, What is wrong with us dinosaurs that we didn't like get the memo on this you know generations yeah. and decades ago oh well like a hundred percent the uh, i would say if you look at our uh, companies that we have uh, most of the most important positions are occupied by females in our business right now uh, i'm happy to say that uh, also it's one of those things isn't it because i agree with everything you just said honestly uh, like obviously i fully agree uh, but equally then it's tricky because if as a man if i was to say the same thing in inverse i would probably be like l- lynched and uh, <laughs> uh, burned at the stake or whatever but like that's I, I think that's just the way because unfortunately it was so male dominated for so long you know whereas i think now even in our company we've had a uh, female staff team members who have had children while working with us and it's been amazing because you want to know something a lot of those women are they're really bullying to get back to work because they enjoy what they do and they you know i think that's been the thing too like uh, a lot of people got in trouble over that because they didn't give women positions because they're like well they're just going to go and have kids but i think what people don't realize is a lot of women like they well in, in our case they're really passionate about their career they want to have children and have their career and uh, they make it work like you just said and i they make it work at a le- my wife is amazing like she she uh, brings up our two-year-old she isn't working she actually was diagnosed with ms a little while ago uh, she's fine but like she's she's the only reason she's not back in work is she's just uh energy levels you know but women are mm-hmm. incredible and i'm blessed to be surrounded by lots of good good ones 
Well, wow. and being a mom, it's the toughest, you know, it's the toughest but most rewarding job there is because there's no clocking in, clocking out, right? 100%. And every day could be a different day based on the unforeseen circumstances of what happens when you're responsible for other individuals, right? So, um, so kudos to your wife. And it really does build in an extra infrastructure and layer of resiliency that, you know, not to sound sexist, but men will never be able to understand that. It's not to say that men aren't parenting and men aren't, you know, feminists and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about the whole, you know, giving birth and everything, breastfeeding, all of that. So, oh yeah. And, and um, let's face it, that's let, let's, let's close this before it turns into a can of worms <laughs> and we both dig a hole for ourselves. We can't get out. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> All right. So being cognizant of time, I'd like to give you the opportunity, Stephen. What does living fearlessly mean to you? Clearly, you embody it. Clearly, you know, clearly you're the ambassador poster child of it. But what does it yeah. mean for you? For me, it's understanding. And again, I'm going to use some words that I, I, I can't think of any other word, but I don't I don't really like the word abundance, but I know it's a word that people like. I just feel it's a bit wishy-washy. But mm-hmm. to me, anyway, because I can't think of any better word, maybe unlimited is a, is a way to look at it. But I just believe it's understanding that re- resources are abundant, are practically unlimited because there are limits to certain things. And it's it's about understanding that no matter what you do, there's always going to be more resources. So I think that's why a lot of people live in fear, because they have this fear that there's not enough. They're not enough. There's not going to be enough. And as a result of that, they limit themselves to protect themselves. Whereas when you understand there's always more money, there's always more resources, then that really opens you up to just go for it and understand that like things are going to work out and i think my biggest thing for me that has really helped me live fearlessly is a concept from uh, dale carnegie which is this idea of living in daytime quarters or daytime compartments where you you focus on today not that you don't you don't think about tomorrow but you truly focus on today because you can't change what happened yesterday last week when i was 10 years old going out with fiona can't change anything (laughs) right I can only change what I do today that will impact on tomorrow. So then when you understand resources are out there, you understand that the things I do today are ultimately going to change what happens tomorrow. Now you start to move into a more exciting uh, place. And finally, understand something. I'm not sure of everyone's religious beliefs, but they're kind of, it doesn't matter as in, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what I'm about to say, but like, we're all going to die. And that's Mm -hmm. actually a beautiful thing that we're all going to die because it, that's where the fear goes away. Because we're all going to that same place. So why not do what you're here to do while you can do it, while you have your health and just go for it? Stephen, I mean, you're preaching to the preacher with that last echoed sentiment there because I talk about that and I say those words exactly. You know, we're all going to die. I've done Facebook live streams on it. It's I've interjected it into my one-on-one coaching mentoring sessions. Wherever I have the opportunity, I say that because if you, I mean, how can that not crystallize and put into perspective the fragility of time and the gift that it even is, the miracle that it even is to be here. And so let's not squander opportunity. Let's not play small. You know, let's not waste this time and opportunity when we don't even know how much time is left. We don't have that crystal ball. So if today is all we have to work with, and I've said this before in in talking about this exact conversation piece with any guest who I've been on the radio and it's come up. If this is the last interview I ever did, 
I know that I brought it. I know that my guests brought it. I know that we served people. You know, we paid it forward. Uh, we brought some value to people. Um, living in the moment and really, really appreciating that that moment can't get replaced. Maybe, it, you know, we have another 24 hours tomorrow. And if that's the case, that's great. Never something to take for granted. Never delay or procrastinate what you have the gift and the opportunity to get done today. I love that. And you said it so well. That is absolutely. Well, and I mean, particularly, you know, it really, and again, that's a whole conversation in itself. And you're always welcome to come back on here because you're the type of person who I know I can go deep with a myriad of different subject matters and it's all equally yummy, you know, but but it's unfortunate, you know, when 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 tragedy strikes like 9-11 or even the global pandemic or it's a death in somebody's intimate close life circle you know people feel the rawness and the fragility and their own mortality and everything in that moment but then the novelty of the lesson that one should continue to keep and, and allow that to penetrate so as not to lose sight or perspective of that you know, people forget that. And then it's like on to the next crisis. And then when the next crisis comes, it's like, oh, yeah, like this could all be gone tomorrow. This could all be taken away from me tomorrow. And uh, and, and yeah. to look back on all the wasted time, what a shame. Well, yeah, like when I and I won't I know we only have a little bit of time left, but I'll, I'll make this brief. But when I when I was 11 years old, my brother passed away. And that was, he was 13 at the time, and he passed away from this thing called SUDEP, which is Sudden Unexplained Death by Epilepsy. It's just a very unfortunate thing. It's just, just tragedy. These things happen, right? Uh, and not just me. That happened to lots of people. Um, but the point, anyway, is that, like, that obviously changed our whole family's life forever at, at that moment. But as well as that, that, that was a real gift to me that I... I I I went the music route at that time because it gave me a lot of comfort. And then I I was like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go and do it because you see what happens when ultimately someone passes away, like you just said. And and then, of course, you then I realized, you know, this music thing, actually, there's things I'm better at. There's things I'm more more suited to me, like doing things like this. I'm I'm just suited. This is what I'm great at, you know. And mm-hmm. so then you realize I've got to go and do this now because this is the gift I've got and I've got to make the most of it. But the point anyway is we've all suffered some kind of tragedies. And and for me, that was a catalyst to better things. And I forgot about it for a couple of years. You know, I forgot that life is short whenever I had that maybe two or three year period when I was unhealthy and unhappy trying to figure out where to go and uh, and i would just say to anybody if you're in that situation where you're not happy with where you want to go there's a great thing and a great idea which is it's the who not the how so start looking at who can help you who has got the context that you need out there that you can connect with and and the really great thing is that people there's so many people out there who genuine genuinely will help you when you give the, a benefit of some kind to them and just make it about the other person and understand that you can build connections. You can get to know people. And, uh, and that's a, that's a really beautiful thing. Those two ideas of you have nothing to lose and it's all about people and just get out there and connect and, you know, do your thing. Beautiful. Well, I would say regardless of what your initial endeavor was in life, I think you are a rock star, Stephen Summers. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You know, whether it's a rock star in the business realm or whether it's a rock star human being, rock star dad, rock star husband, I, I think you uh, 
I think you covered all your bases. You're a rock star. Well, I appreciate that. I, I really do. And funny enough, I am actually starting into another performing thing that I'm looking to put together where I, I've been interested in uh, magic and mentalism for many years. So I'm building this uh, weird show now where I'm going to do lots of stuff relating to products and the worst business ideas ever and try and figure <laughs> out what people are thinking about. So yeah, I'm always trying to do stuff that's exciting and enjoyable. So thank you. Fantastic. And so what's the projected time frame on that? When are you looking to implement that? Well, I've already got a great uh, mentor uh, who is, uh, we're working on this idea. We're building out the show. We've got two shows. We're going to have a close-up show. And also we're going to have a stage show, which is going to be about a 45-minute thing for kind of corporate events and stuff like that. And I'm really bringing in a lot of my, even the stuff we're talking about today, I have stuff there where we, we work through some of the things holding people back. And we do things where people figure out a word that they want to associate with, uh, give them power it gives them focus and stuff like that and i i figure out what word they've given themselves and things like that so yeah um, whenever this COVID thing decides to go away uh i'm looking to go to companies and get some experience and and put it out there and i'm pretty excited about it actually amazing congratulations on all of that have yeah. you thought about getting your own podcast we have one yeah uh we do have one and um, we started to interview people and only recently actually was just uh myself and robert uh just talking weekly and it was kind of more for members but it's called the superhero lifestyle show so your listeners are very welcome to come over and have a listen to that we put out shows every week um and i say we're starting to interview people now so you're going to start to have guests on there which i'm excited about We've got some really cool people that i've been interviewing so yeah we do have a podcast and go check it out Okay. And is it for business primarily? Is that the focus? It, it, it kind of is at the minute, but we are looking to make some of the changes. Like, I mean, I'm really passionate about what we're talking about today. I, I would love to speak to you all the time. I really enjoy it today. Hey, well, invite me as a guest on your show. Let's turn the mic. There we go. Turn the mic. Let's do it. Turn the mic. Turn the tables. I would love that. There we um, go. Let's yeah, I, I'm going to connect with you behind the scenes too, because if you're Please. if you're doing yeah, if you're podcasting independently, I think we should, we need to get you into the global market with global networks. Well, that sounds wonderful to me. I'd love to do that. Let's do okay, it. Okay, we'll do that. So, Robert, again, being cognizant of time, I want to give you an opportunity to let the, the global listeners and the podcast subscribers know how can they connect with you? What's the best way? Yeah, sure. So if you go to marketplacesuperheroes.com, H-E-R-O-E-S, you'll see a whole bunch of free training and stuff like that you can pick up. Check out our, our podcast, Superhero Lifestyle Show. And uh, finally, you can go to YouTube. I'd love for you guys to check it out. And just type in Marketplace Superheroes. I put out two videos every single week. And uh, it's either myself or it's uh, Robert or the team or whoever. Uh, usually it's myself. And uh, yeah, go check all that out and reach out to us. You know, if we can help you in any way, we're, open, we're all open arms and open ears. Fantastic. Well, we covered a lot of ground and uh, I love your cadence because it allowed for us to really touch upon a lot of subject matters. And um, I know that I'm grateful. I know that the listeners and the podcast subscribers are grateful. But what I would quickly like to know from you and wrapping up the show before I close it out, Stephen, is with everything that you did impart, all of it being equally invaluable, if there was one takeaway that you would like to impress upon the listening audience more so than anything else that you covered, what would you want to reiterate that as being? 
Okay, so for everybody listening, you're going to have to get really close to your speaker right now and listen to this bit. This is really important. So here it is. Very simple. <laughs> Lisa, thank you. So you've got to focus on producing four times more than you consume. What is that? Why am I saying that? Well, I think about it. You've got 100% availability of time or energy, whatever. And we know the 80-20 rule, right? So 80% of your time, you want to be producing things, moving towards what you're looking to do, actually taking steps towards what you want to do. And therefore, you should be consuming 20% of the time because you need to consume to get the information in order to be able to execute and produce. But if you're consuming more than you're producing, the ratio is not going to work out. Whereas when you flip the table and you go the way I'm talking about, you'll change your life because you're executing four times more than you're taking in information. And therefore you have got the cure to being an information junkie and you're very welcome. I love it. And so just to break that down even more so, don't consume more Guinness than you're producing. There you go. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't produce any Guinness, but maybe, well, I suppose I do in a way, but let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, Stephen, I really thoroughly enjoyed your, your time, our conversation, our synchronicity here. And uh, I want to thank you for that. And again, I would love to be a guest on your show. You're welcome to come back here anytime. If you feel that there's another product service uh, that you'd like to impart to my global listening audience and to the podcast subscribers, it would be my honor. It would be my pleasure. Thank you. To the listening audience, I want to thank you very much as well for the gift of your time. I'm very exceptionally clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. So until next week, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, I want to wish you a fantastic weekend. Love and gratitude to all of you and to you and your family as well, Stephen. All my best. Thanks, Amin, Lisa. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.